Hey, it's the Minnesota Moderate Man, No Politics Involved podcast. And today's podcast, we're going to go a little casual in a favorite pastime of many, football. And you may have a favorite team, maybe it's football, soccer, maybe it's basketball, I don't know. We're going to talk about sports, specifically our passion, the Minnesota Vikings, the joyous moments, the heartache. But I say we because I have a special guest in the studio all the way of 10 miles away from me, <laughs> Tim Anderson. Hey, Tim, how's it going? I'm not bad, Dustin. How are you? <laughs> it's a Friday night. We're talking about our favorite thing to watch, the Minnesota Vikings. Right, right. I, um... I actually went out to eat and I forgot my leftovers at the restaurant, so I'm disappointed in my stupidity, which is a great segue to talking about being a Minnesota Vikings fan. That is so true, man. That is so true. Um, Many of you out there, maybe you Packer fans, you probably will laugh at this, but I encourage you to stay with us and to see where we can maybe connect to you. So Tim, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Yeah, I grew up in uh, Superior, Wisconsin, which is people immediately are going to think, why are you a Viking fan? But I had a couple friends in an after-school program I attended, and uh, they convinced me to do it. I was young and impressionable, and uh, <laughs> I guess it, uh, I, I guess it worked. But yeah, I've had some definite highs with this team, and certainly some lows as well. But ultimately, it's been. It's been worth it, and it's been entertaining, and I've enjoyed my Sundays and Mondays, and <laughs> I guess now Thursdays with this team. Right. So, well, you people that are listening, you know, connect yourself to a team that has brought you some joyous moments, some moments that have had heartache, and we can connect to this favorite pastime of ours. You're saying it's just a game, but there's really so much more to it, and and the reason, like Tim said, he loved the game is is one of the things that I had a connection to a teacher. That was a big Vikings fan. He was my favorite teacher, Mr. Krakowski. And I just started liking the Vikings because he did. And then I just started watching the games and learning more about football. And I really enjoyed it. What a, what a fun game. But then you come to all these moments. We're going to talk about some really key moments, Tim, right? In Minnesota Viking football history. And maybe if you're listening, you can't call in. But you can maybe comment somehow if we get some of these things wrong. I don't know. But hopefully uh, someday we can uh, maybe have one of uh, one of our most famous Vikings players on here. Maybe Tim, we we can dream, right? We can dream, and uh, I, I did the research. It's it's uh, it'll be good. Mm-hmm. No mm-hmm. mistakes here. Anything, any mistakes we make, we will uh, edit out in uh, in post production. The the producer will, <laughs> whoever that may be. Yeah, it's not gonna be me. So Tim, what is your first memory? Of the Vikings, the first memory. Yeah, outside of the uh, the two brothers I knew uh, convincing me to be a fan, it'd probably be uh, Warren Moon, uh, number one. Uh, I do recall um, going to a game, my first game. Okay. I asked my dad to take me, and he's not a big sports fan, but mm-hmm. he, uh, you know, wanted to make his son happy and. We went to a game, must have been around 96, maybe 97. Uh, Chris Carter had two touchdowns. Wow. Uh, Great player. Should have been a first ballot Hall of Famer, but that's a separate story. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, they were playing the Carolina Panthers, and they ended up uh, pulling the game, pulling out a win. So that was very exciting. So that was probably one of my earlier memories of the team. Tim, do you remember what year that was? Putting you on the spot, sorry. Uh, No, that's okay. Um... I want to say it was around 97, or no, it was probably a little earlier. It was probably around 96. Actually. Oh, wow. So uh, you were... 11. 11. So you yeah. were still, you know, maybe, you know, later elementary? Yeah. Wow. That's uh, that's crazy. You know, my first memory of a Vikings fan was probably in about eighth grade in terms of going to a game. Maybe it was later than that. No, it was... Uh, I don't know. No, actually, Tim, let me skip ahead here. It, my, I've been a Vikings fan for, for since I was a seventh grader, but my first time being at a game... I was a senior in high school. It was a, it was a graduation gift, and I go to watch the Vikings play the Giants. And Kerry Collins was the quarterback for the Giants, and this I don't know what you call a no namer just destroyed the Vikings. So my first game was a, a complete loss, 
and I didn't I didn't take it to heart too much. It was it was a fun game to watch, but seeing seeing Randy Moss, seeing Chris Carter at that time, what an experience to be the Metrodome. Right. Tim, do you ever remember coming out of the Metrodome? Yes, it would have that crazy uh, <laughs> air suck, or was it mm. pushing you out? I can't recall. It was pushing you out. Your hats would okay. fly. So if you're if you're listening to this, maybe you had a memory at a, your for, first football game, maybe a, a, any sporting event. We're talking about the Vikings and our love for the game, and you might say, who are these two hooligans talking about a game that they probably know nothing about? But we, we know something, right, Tim? We watch the games. Well, Dustin, I got to tell you, I played the game at a high level. I was a uh, sixth grader uh, flake football player. Um, there it is. I had one touchdown on the season, nice little slant route. <laughs> right. And, so, <laughs> and in eighth grade, I, I must have skipped a year. In eighth grade, we played tackle football, and I was slow and small, and uh, like to say I was third string. But we had a we had a good team. Hey, you know, and that's the way to do it, man. That's the way to do it. Right. Watching, not playing. Not <laughs> right, right. Enjoy you know, football. And we love we love the Vikings. And so let's go down it here in the list here, Tim. And you talked about Warren Moon being your player. I don't really know a lot about Warren Moon. I remember, I mean, I know, knew he played for the Vikings and a uh, Hall of Famer, right? Um, right? One of the one of the greater quarterbacks, probably of all the all the teams out there. Yeah, he actually came from the Canadian Football League. That's right. And then he was a Houston Oiler, I believe. He was. For a few he years. was. Yep. And then he came over to Minnesota. Um, Really a pretty accurate quarterback from what I remember. Um, you know, had a good control of the of the huddle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think players looked up to him. Um, this will probably, when he started, would probably have been the beginning of the Denny Green era. Oh, Denny Green. In Minnesota. Well, I can't wait to talk about him later. Denny Green. So, Tim, let's go into... Uh, let's go into... Tell me, you have Orlando Thomas, and was there a connection to to Orlando Thomas that you just remember? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll move on. Well, no, no, I was just going to say, while, while looking up um, some of the seasons I may have forgotten or don't recall that well, uh, I just remember 96, uh, he had uh, a lot of interceptions, and he was also uh, one of my favorite players as well. And I believe... Correct me if I'm wrong. He's been suffering uh, some some health issues lately. Let me look that up really quick. And that's the nice thing about having technology, Tim. Right at the the hands of our of our podcast nation here, our podcast studio, which is in my kitchen. <laughs> but that's okay. It's one of the studios I have. Um, I don't have that information right in front of me. Yeah, sorry to put you on the spot. Yeah, it's fine. Actually, well, according to this, uh, he, he lost his battle, actually, Tim, with ALS. Oh, my. Yeah. Um, I did not know that. Well, you know, uh, bless him and bless his family. He was uh, a hell of a player. I believe it was a safety and a uh, very, very good player and very entertaining to watch. And he was a big part of those teams uh, in, the, in the 90s, for sure. Yeah, you know, one of the things, uh, you know, you young people... And young people in general, if you're a coach, whatever it may be, I think it's important if you're a fan of any team. And, and in our situation, we're we're great great fans of the Vikings. I think it's important to learn the history of, of the team. I, th- I think it is. Understand what made them who they are. We talk about, I talk with young people all the time about the music they like. And I talk about, well, Elton John paved the way. Michael Jackson paved the way for these people. And it's people like him that have paved the way for those positions in the game. Yes, yes. I think the uh, as we evolve more towards the uh, quarterback passing centered um, style of the game, the the safeties, cornerbacks, secondary in general become uh, much more important. Right. And, and look at this. Uh, move over, Joe Buck. We got Tim Anderson on the analyst here. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's uh, he's probably a little better. But uh, speaking of Joe Buck, oh, okay. If you're a Viking fan, you know what we're going to bring up here. Oh, yeah. The famous... Hey, this is the Minnesota Moderate Man Podcast. No politics involved. I hope you're enjoying this one so far. It's casual. It's fun. But hey, we're going to talk more fun with our guest today. And maybe you'll be a guest someday. Hope to call you soon.
It's the Minnesota Moderate Man podcast, no politics involved. And the funny thing is, Tim Anderson here in the studio has a lot of political knowledge. Man, he's got a master's degree, and I won't even let him use that in my podcast. <laughs> it's okay, Dustin. It, uh, it'll pay off one of these days. All right, sounds good. Um, back in 1997, man, I don't, I, I don't even know some of the things about that. So I'm learning a lot about my own Vikings. The 97 Giants come back. Tim, some of the greatest moments in Vikings history. Tell us about that. Well, like a lot of the greatest moments in Vikings history, I was uh, at or playing hockey. And if anyone knows about hockey, you know it's, uh, it's a year-round thing. And in the winter especially, uh, every weekend is uh, either a tournament or a practice. You don't have a lot of free time. However, uh, I do recall watching that Vikings-Giants playoff game. I believe it was a wild card round. Nice. And uh, I went into whatever the arena was for, for my game. And the team was down 10. The Vikings were down 10 with a minute and a half, maybe two minutes left. And um, I, after the game, I, we learned, oh, they actually came back. And I, be- wow. I believe it was Jake Reed who made a key play. Um, I apologize if I'm wrong about that, but I... You know, I wanted to bring up Jake Reed because he was a, a hell of a tight end. Um, very underrated, in my opinion. Absolutely. If you're a Vikings fan or if you're one of those uh, fans, maybe uh, like a Lions fan or any kind of fan that you played against the Vikings during that time, maybe you remember that. Maybe you can reminisce. I like these podcasts because I want to be able to have people reminisce and bring up those childhood memories. And look at how Tim brings up his a memory from childhood, and I think that's really, really important. But going into something, Tim, and, and what we remember, this is really what, uh, this is where the Vikings really punched me in the gut in 98. I was really starting to get into the team. I was, I was new into my contract as a fan. Yeah, right. <laughs> and 98, 98, Tim, I don't know how, I, if you could describe it in one word, describe 1998. Thrilling. Mm-hmm. It was thrilling. A year where the Vikings went 15-1. and one. Correct. Tim, do you remember, I'm going to put you on the spot, do you remember the team they lost to that year? They lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, if I recall correctly. And I believe they were a pretty bad team that year, mm-hmm. right? The uh, Bucks were a bad team? The Bucks were a bad team that year. Yeah, they I probably believe. had an off week. I mean, yeah. you can't win them all. That's right. And so 1998, we go 15-1. Randy Moss, rookie year. Rookie year, Randy Moss. You got the duo, Chris Carter, Randy Moss. You got Randall Cunningham. And I think Randall Cunningham wasn't playing a few years prior to that, I believe. He was. He, he played for the Eagles. I think he went back to work as a carpenter. Really? And they called him up. I remember that. I remember this guy. And like, I remember he had a heck of an arm. This yeah. long arm. And, I, and I, I was like, who is this guy? And 1998, 15 and 1, Randy Moss. Dustin, you remember the uh, Thanksgiving game? Yes. Three touchdowns, Randy. That was really his breakout game. That was. That was. I don't think they were predicted to win that game, were they? I'm not sure. I, I do recall that game. Uh, he got the turducken from. Uh, oh yes. Him and Cunningham, and maybe it was Robert Smith, another favorite player of mine. Robert Smith, yes, number 26. I think he left the NFL early to go into medical school. If I'm not mistaken, I remember hearing about that. Well, he is a college uh, announcer now. So. Yes, he is. He is. And I don't know if that would he would he play through if it panned out for him. Um, and you probably all are listening to this and saying, "Get your facts straight." But the whole point of this podcast <laughs> is is to is to enjoy a moment and the moments that we enjoyed. And I want you to connect. So, 1998 disappointment. We go into the playoffs, Tim. Right? We go into the playoffs, and you're thinking what? I'm thinking Super Bowl or bust, man. We, Super Bowl or bust. We torched the Packers in two games. Yep. Or both games we played them. Um, this was the highest scoring offense of all time. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, and you know what? That defense was always a little shaky. Sure. 
But I thought we'll score enough points to uh, to overcome any deficiencies with our defense. You know, when I was a kid, I, I those days I, I would be following the Vikings. My friends and I would be play on the road. We'd pretend we would be our favorite Viking player. I remember I was I was always trying to be Kylie Wong as my favorite or Robert Griffith. Uh, I met him a couple of years ago, but that's a whole other story. So we go into the playoffs. We go into the championship game, and my I remember my dad's cousin was so excited. He had uh, he bought a brand new TV. He bought it only because he he knew they were going to the Super Bowl. Oh, wow. He bought it during that championship game, and he's like, "I'm spending this money." And back then, of course, that was a big deal. Big screen TV buys this new TV, Tim. 1998. That game. What were you What were you thinking during that game? Well, it was another uh, hockey situation where I didn't get to watch oh. it. Um, Bummer. And. and Hockey uh, coaches or hockey parents, you know that it is borderline occult. And, uh, <laughs> but we, I remember it was a, a tournament out of town somewhere, and I got, we finished the game. I believe we lost. And our coach, who was a Packer fan, and most of my teammates were Packer fans, said something along the lines of, uh, Well, this will cheer you up. The Vikings lost. Oh. Yes. And I was just like, in a state of shock and um you know i I, people talk about that game and they always bring up gary anderson right the kicker the kicker who had not missed a kick all season perfect all year and to give him the blame is ridiculous in my opinion right i agree the team was up by seven he missed a field goal you can still stop him on defense right you can still win in overtime. Um, from what I remember, Danny Green took a knee at midfield with about a minute left. Um, big mistake on, on his part. Right. And I love Danny Green. Right. I thought he was right. a great coach. But uh, I think you have the best offense in NFL history. You go for it. You go oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And so we're playing the Atlanta Falcons. And I despise them so much because they have that dirty bird dance <laughs> mocking you right in front of your face. I mean, I don't despise them. But Jamal you know, Anderson. Oh, Jamal Anderson. Uh, Chris Chandler was their, was their quarterback. We lost to Chris Chandler. Chandler. He sounds like a character from Friends. <laughs> <laughs> All you Friends fans out there, you might be able to relate. I don't know. And Morton Anderson was their kicker. Gary. No, uh, no, the Falcons. The Falcons. Correct. Yes, that's You're right. We'll edit that out too. <laughs> Just joking. This is the great podcast. Ninety-eight. We, so we. So Tim is. It, it's pretty bad that you get the news delivered to you. Right. By your friends and saying, "It hey, did. You want some good news? They lost." <laughs> right. And no, I, that kind of brings up a whole new uh, uh, point of uh, sorrow, <laughs> sorrow. <laughs> right. Uh, just a lot of teasing going growing up in uh superior at my small uh catholic elementary school everybody was a viking fan except for me and these brothers and a handful of other people and uh but every now and then you know we got the last laugh too that's that's right especially that 98 season we torched them now, Tim, you said you were in Superior. Were the uh, besides you and your friends? Were the other people Packer fans or Vikings fans? You said. Oh, they were all Packer. They were all Packer fans. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, that's that's tough to grow up in Wisconsin, Tim. Born and raised. Uh, correct. Yeah. And you are at a Catholic school to boot. Nothing wrong with Catholic school. No, but, nothing wrong with but, Catholic schools. Yeah. But I'm actually a Lutheran, but that's a whole. Nother no, that's a whole other topic. Another podcast, a religion. <laughs> um, so, '98. Yeah, I remember that was a gut ache, and it was. It was a time where I was so thrilled. I mean, I was early into my days. I'm thinking to myself, man, they're going to go to the Super Bowl. And you out there, can you connect yourself to a team that just brought you heartache? And you're so angry, but you can't do anything about it. You can't be on the field kicking for them. You can't be making those decisions. And the game has so many of those kind of feelings, emotions that go through you. So why do we put ourselves through this, Tim? Why do we put ourselves through this heartache? I don't know if it's just... um you know, you've done it since you were a kid, and you don't right. know any better. Right. And you don't know enough to stop, like a uh, right. problem gambler or something like that. <laughs> what could be, right? <laughs> but 
you live for you don't live for it i live for a lot of things but when you watch these games because you never know what can happen that's right i'm thinking of the uh just as i bring this up i'm thinking of the i believe they were playing the broncos and it was end of the first half pass to randy moss he's getting tackled throws it over his shoulder to mo williams yes and they score a touchdown and it's like that was crazy absolutely crazy and it's so fun to watch and that's why you watch the the game because seeing things live is just incredible no that 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 was a 1999 i believe tim right was that 19 no that was later on i think that was 2006 well 2003 see we're getting ahead of ourselves because we're so fascinated with the team we get so excited so let's go into 99 tim you think they're mediocre that year uh, from what I recall, well, uh, a little better than me- mediocre. I, I believe they lost in the divisional round to the Rams. But you know, when I w- when I was thinking about this, I thought after the '98 season, we lost. Big deal. We're going to be right back. Right. And it doesn't work like that no. in this league. No, it does Especially not. Especially the NFL, when you have 33% or a third of the team uh, is, right. is gone the next season. You can't just expect Randall Cunningham to go and, oh, we'll just throw some more touchdowns to number 80. It doesn't work that way. It does not work that way. So when you have that magic, you got to hold on to it and you got to ride it through. And, um, you know... Uh, yeah, they did get to the second round of the playoffs, so I shouldn't say they were mediocre. But um, it, we, we started out the season, at least me personally, thinking we we, we had the same uh, Super Bowl chances as the previous season. Right. If I'm not mistaken, was it that the year they lost to? They had kind of a couple of years where they really didn't do so well against the Rams. The greatest show on turf. The greatest show on yes. turf. Yes, that team was uh, unbelievable. Yeah, they had our number many times, uh, which was which was challenging. Now we go into a year where get this brand new quarterback, right? Number eleven. Oh yeah, Dante Culpepper. Da- UCF. Oh yeah, that's right. How is- many great quarterbacks is UCF producing? Not at least not for the NFL. Not a ton. Uh, probably not. Nah, their academics are probably good, but I don't know about quarterbacks, Tim. So Dante Culpepper, Dante, man, I was in love with this guy. I was like, Randall who, right? Randall who, Warren Moon who? We got Dante Culpepper. Man, what did you think about him right there? He was kind of, he was built. He was built. He was built, man. I believe the first game he had a run of like 30 plus yards. Man. And uh, did not go out of bounds. Took on that uh, tackler. Very impressive. Man, that's. So he brings a lot of hope now. Like we're gonna okay in the next at least the next ten years we're gonna get a championship. We're gonna we're gonna get a Super Bowl, right? Right. And I say we're because as Tim and I we're part of the team. We're part of the team. We're fans. I mean, and like you know, you you always talk about that. My dad would always say, I would say, hey, we're gonna do this. We're gonna get this game. He's like, well, what are you, what are you suiting up today? <laughs> <laughs> Be quiet, Dad. <laughs> so tell me about tell me about this, Tim. I, I have my notes here. Forty one. Donut. 41 Donut. So you had brought up Kerry Collins earlier. That's right. I, I think you might have impugned his abilities a little bit. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> so we get to the NFC Championship game. This is uh, Dante's rookie season. That's right. And uh, we just get absolutely smoked. Uh, oh. 41 nothing. That was the year? That I believe that was the same oh. year, yes. Um, Kerry Collins just lights us, lights us up. Uh, I remember him making some uh, sarcastic comment after the game about an interception he had, uh, which was uh, turned over, or uh, excuse me, the Vikings secondary caught it around the Minnesota 10. And he said something along the lines of, well, well, that was our best punt of the game. And Ooh. it was... No, they toasted us. They, uh, we, we were smoked. Uh, the conspiracy theory is that the signals were being uh, scrambled. I remember that. Yes, I, and we're going to stick with that. Tim, you're uh, pretty amazing. I, this is why I invited him on the guest to be a guest in the show today. He is correct on the. That was the year. That was the year. Forty-one and nothing. The the the, the Vikings. I mean, they went ten and six that year. It wasn't that bad. They had a good season. And, and, and again, in New York, went to 12-4. and four. 
was a, a Sunday game. 79,000 people. Man, I remember that game, Tim. That was just horrific. I mean, we look at the stats. Man, Minnesota had nine first downs to New York's 31. Incredible. And it was still a very good offense at that time. The defense, I think, had gotten even worse. Um, they had never been that great. But uh, to think that you'd have Dante wow. Culpepper, Randy Moss, Chris Carter... I assume Jake Reed was still with the team and not score anything. Just uh, really unbelievable. Yeah, I look at these stats right in front of us, and, you know, Culpepper, three interceptions, 78 yards to to Kerry Collins, 361 yards and five touchdowns. Yeah. How is that possible? Oh, yeah. You know, Robert Tate was on that team, and he had one interception. um, And... uh, but I'll, re- I'll talk about uh, Robert Tate later. I have a fun, fun story about him. Cool, cool. Yeah. So, Tim, so we go into from from that year to 2000 to 2001, um, kind, of a, kind of a challenging year, right? Uh, D- Denny Green, uh, the coach, um, you know, my greatest memory of, of him <clears throat> where, uh, well, no, he was with Arizona then, but we'll talk about that later. D- Denny Green, uh, great guy. I think that when you think of a coach, I think are right away the staple coaches. I think of Bud Grant and, and right away Denny Green. Right. And I, uh, you know, I not a lot of African American uh, coaches are given a chance in this league. Right. Right. And I think uh, you know he was he was selected, and I think he he um, he was a great coach. You know, we we were always competitive for the most mm-hmm. part. Um, and, uh, you know, I, it was sad that he passed recently. Did we go to a game where he was honored? I feel like we did. I believe we were. In the new U.S. Bank I think so, and I think it was during the Arizona game since he played for Arizona. I'm pretty sure a couple years ago they did honor him at that game. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, so great coach. Um, you know, he had his critics, but uh, he... His team's always entertained me, so... Yeah, you know, the thing about the team, you know, when we think about sports, and again, you're probably wondering why we're... No, you're not wondering about this. If you're still listening and you're doing this, it's the reason why. Why not do a podcast? Why not talk about something that we're passionate about and you can connect to your own passions? So, Danny Green's fired. We're, we're bummed about that. But you know what? In sports, there's bigger things than than sports. And, you know, I think about Randy Moss. I thought about, you know, the troubles he's had had with the team, you know, squirting the uh, the ref, um, running over the parking attendant or hitting the parking attendant. Uh, I love Randy Moss. I think he's a great guy. Uh, but he was close with uh, one of the uh, Vikings players, Corey Stringer. And that was the year Corey Stringer had died during training camp, which kind of really put this somber moment in the organization where you said, you know what, there's bigger things than football at that time. Definitely. Um, I believe he he was married and had a daughter, if I recall correctly. Okay. Um, just a, a very sad situation. And, um, you know, ultimately, this is just entertainment. You know, it is. I mean, and I know these guys, um, they um, they play their hearts, their hearts out. Yeah. But it is sports entertainment. And uh, it is. And some of us, some people say, you know what, who cares about football? But, you know, there's so many, you know, there's so many connections about character. And we learn, we learn what leadership is. Look at the young people that we have. Right. So I, I'm a teacher. I see these uh, more so the, these boys during recess. When I when I hear them come in, they're excited about that. And they're always playing football. There's always talk about football teams. And there's this competition. A competition to me is a very important quality to have in the world that we have, that we are in today. I teach teens about what competition is as a coach myself to be competitive so there's a reason why we love sports and there's a reason why i love sports and there's a reason why you love sports so again it's not it is a game but there's little lessons you can learn from it and there's things about you can you can uh feel in terms of those emotions those connections that family exactly um you learn how to win you learn how to lose right and those um lessons you know, I think they really pay off later in life. And, you know, especially in the sport of football, they always say it's a family. So when you lose a guy like Corey, Corey Stringer, yeah. um, 
you know, I, I can't imagine what it was like going into that locker room and trying to play a game. You know, that's true. I, I, I cannot think of, of how that would feel. Uh, and I know Randy Moss was definitely affected by that. So, you know, after Corey Stringer dies, you know, Minnesota is trying to, uh, wants to rebuild, right? They want to get a new coach. Well, you got this guy coming in, right? He is six feet, seven inches. <laughs> this tall guy from New York, Mike Tice. Mike Tice. Man, what do you think about Mike Tice? Well, I always remember the uh, pencil he always had in his ear. <laughs> yes. Um, that was classic. I, yep. I think he thought it made him look smarter. Um than maybe he was, but he was kind of a, I think he was a player's coach. You know, Yes, he was. Uh, you have coaches that the players don't really like. Right. And uh, you have coaches that the players do like, and I think um, they enjoyed playing for him, for sure. You know, maybe we can get Mike Tyson on our podcast, because he does a podcast called Odds and Ends. Really? Yep. So he, uh, I just, I, I'm looking at this article from, from this summer. So it's former Vikings head coach Mike Tice having a blast doing his podcast. Awesome. Uh, we'll, we should try to reach out to him. Yeah, we'll get our uh, production assistant to uh, <laughs> to book that. I think it'd be fun. I think this kind of guy, he, he's to me like, I just remember there was something he said once as a Vikings uh, a coach. And I, I, it just some of the things he said were very off the cuff. He was definitely very vocal. Didn't really to me. He didn't really care what people thought of him. What he said, uh, maybe the things weren't really the way you should say it. I just remember that as a as a, as a young Vikings fan. But so Mike Tice go first season. He went six and ten. So not a good start. You know that's to be expected for a new coach, right? Um, you know he didn't go. You know three and thirteen. Um, I I assume you know with the. Uh, the tragedy a lot of that right. was, was weighing on people um but but he uh he turned the ship around certainly right he, he did he did and of course mike tice um i don't know I, I like quotes tim and i like thing um things that people can say because uh that's how you learn right you can still think about that and one of the things he said he said uh, about the team, he said, I thought last week's game was ugly and this team was even uglier. <laughs> so he's talking about his own team being ugly. Um, and, of course, that's what you want to do. You want to spark the fire, right, Tim? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a real skill to get people motivated, especially, I think, in sports. Well, any sport, when you've got players who are exhausted, they're tired, they're sore. How do we reach down into that next level and try to get that performance? Right, yeah, that's that that's the thing. You know, in his four seasons as Vikings coach, he went thirty-three and thirty-four, so not quite where we wanted him to. But he could, of course they had a couple of good seasons, right? Um, some good games and such. Yeah, um, you know, I I think um, we talk about the next season, two thousand three. I oh, believe yeah. it was second year. Um. Yeah, that was that Arizona game. The Arizona game. That um. That to me that that I can rank these different big games that brought a lot of heartache. And so that 2003 game, I think we um. It was a regular season game, right? So last, we, last season or last game of the season. So yes. we win, we're in the playoffs, right? And but if we lose, if I'm not mistaken, I think we we. Green Bay gets into the playoffs. I believe so, yes. And of course, Green Bay is our rival. It's a competition. We don't want anything to do with Green Bay. No, most hated rival. I, I, I don't want to ever, ever see Min uh, uh, Packers win. I never want to see the Packers win. I never want to see Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre at that time be successful. Never. You know, the ironic thing is... We're not even their chief rival. They they see the Bears as their chief. They rival. do. They do. That's true. Which is, um, I don't know how to feel about that. I don't even know, but I I know that there are, and I don't like to use the word hated, but in sports you can be fun with it, right? There, oh, of course, they're a hated rival. Right. Of course, at the end of the game, they're shaking hands, they're having a good time, and so Arizona is this game, and you have, you have um, a quarterback that I believe is still in the league. If he's, <laughs> he might be. He's, he's played forever. Uh, McNown. McNown is yeah. it? Josh was it? Josh McNown? Either Josh or 
Cade, one of, one of the two. Yeah, well anyways, last, last, but it comes down to the last play of the game. Right. And Tim, can you recall if you were if you were if you were PA Paul Allen, by the way, right. how <laughs> yes. reenact this, Tim? Oh my! Okay. Um, <laughs> six seconds left. McNown rolls out, throws it to the end zone, caught, touchdown. No, the Vikings are knocked out of the playoffs. Oh my god! I could probably bring in tears in my eyes. So I'm 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 watching that game. I'm actually, I'm working in the radio station right now. I'm actually working a Packer game at that time, and I, I would just control the audio, making sure things are are doing that timing wise. I'm watching the game in the office there. I'm in shock. I think I missed a break on the other end of the radio because I was watching the Vikings game and very professional. I was very I was yeah well yeah. <laughs> I was shocked. I was upset. I had a cousin. My cousin's husband called me, and I said some explicits to him. I didn't want anything to do with him. I said, I don't really care if I ever see you again. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny you mention that because a friend came over who was a Packers fan. Oh, my. Comes over to my house or my parents' house, obviously, where I was living, and uh, just the biggest crap-eating grin you'd ever see. And he's like, hey, Tim, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> and so how would you respond to that? <laughs> hey, we're back on the Minnesota Moderate Man podcast. No politics involved. You know, we're talking right now about football, something that we're very passionate about. And we're going to play something that brings up uh, bad memories, Tim. Are you ready for this, Tim? Yes, I believe I recalled it uh correctly but we'll let the original uh, announcer uh, take the glory on this pa paul allen on the line two receivers left and right mccown takes the snap he steps up he's all by himself fires into the end zone touch touchdown no no the cardinals have knocked the vikings out of the playoffs Oh, there it is, Tim, crying on the field. I think I saw um, E.J. Henderson, who played then, was a linebacker, I believe, crying in the video. And there's many more, Tim. There's the, uh, there's the. Uh, well, we'll talk about the Viking Seahawks game eventually. And I don't know, Tim. I don't know. That was uh, that was a tough game. And again, might you know, people probably will say, yeah, it was just a game. But you know, until you're a really fan, I mean, you know, if you were a big basketball fan and your team lost at the buzzer, or or maybe a baseball fan, I mean, you're a Twins fan, you probably had heartache. There are certain things that in your sport that you are passionate about. Right. You get invested. I mean, my dad's a big Lions fan, and they haven't brought him much success. No. Except Barry Sanders. But there's things like he's even felt sorry for Barry Sanders. He makes millions and millions of dollars, and he's like, I wish Barry Sanders would have had something more to go out of that. Now, he's a Hall of Famer, right? but he wanted him to win a Super Bowl right. because he felt it was important. So, we go into 2003, right, Tim? Uh, yes, that was 2003. Um, I do have a point about the draft. Mm. I don't know if you remember this, Dustin, but we missed our pick. I do remember that. Uh, the time ran out. Whoa. However, it worked out, and we got Kevin Williams, a uh, defensive tackle, I believe. Great player for a long time. Yes, Kevin Williams brought a lot of good memories up front on that defensive line. Yeah, him along with Pat Williams. They called him Fat Pat. Oh. Uh, people would just not run the ball on this team. You know, I remember because Pat came from Buffalo, didn't he? I believe so. Yes. And it was uh, the Williams wall. The Williams wall. Oh, man, that was that. Was, those, those are fun years to watch those two. They were great. They you know, great. do you think that we've had anything since then that you could compare them? To Williams in terms of stopping the rush, uh, two interior guys. Right. No, I uh, 
you know, I always had a soft spot for Linval Joseph, but I don't think he was as dominant as uh, as the Williams Wall for sure. Right. Yeah, that's. I, I remember that. Now that I think about it, you think a professional team on the clock would not miss. Was it? And of course, the Wolf Brothers were. Were they the owners then at that time? I don't recall, but I believe, regardless of who the owners are, it's up to the GM. To yeah. Draw. Okay. Sure. Sure. I don't know. That'd be uh, that'd be kind of a uh, difficult conversation to have in the office on Monday. Right. So you missed the time, buddy. What happened there? <laughs> However, we also got another gem in that draft, and uh, that that gentleman's name was a uh, Ontario Smith. Ontario Smith. And oh, I know this story. You know, he was great. He was a pretty good player, <laughs> but I think he loved weed. Well, you know, we talk about that and. Yeah, he did. And, of course, uh, if you don't know what that is, kids, <laughs> no. Uh, Stick it. Uh, stay away from it. Stay away from it. Right. So I remember my stepbrother telling me about this story. <laughs> he, I remember he told me about it. He was like, so, dude, he had a whizinator. <laughs> yeah, and we, we won't get too graphic. Right, we won't. Essentially, this was a device that would allow you to cheat on a uh, drug test. Um, they take a urine sample. This device will allow you to use urine that is not uh, filled with weed. And... Uh, <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> he got caught with it in an airport, and it was a uh, it was pretty good uh, material, I believe, for the the late night host. Oh yeah, yeah oh yeah, for sure. Ontario Smith, uh, yeah, great, great player when he did play. Unfortunately, uh, now waiting tables at Applebee's. But you know, that's that's beside the point. No, I'm just joking. Um, but um, you know, it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of a bummer when you have that type of talent. And you think about what great things they could do. And unfortunately, his, his time came short. Yeah, uh, from what I remember, he he did have some nice, some nice games. Um, you know, the whole thing about whether NFL players should be punished for slight drug offenses is a whole, new con- whole different conversation. And I think that's... Uh, it's been approached differently, particularly in the last five years with regard to head trauma and CTE. Um, but yeah, it, it's... Hey, we're back on the Minnesota Moderate Man podcast. No politics involved. You know, we go into 2004 and our quarterback, Dante Culpepper, impressing everybody. And you think MVP, right, Tim? But but it turns out uh, Peyton Manning, uh, the NFL's golden boy at the time, uh, ends up winning that award. Um, and, you know, I'm not going to... You know, take shots at Peyton Manning. He's one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Right. But uh, I do re- remember that season. Uh, Dante was just amazing. Um, hooking up with Randy Moss. Uh, and uh, I believe Chris Carter was still on the team at that time. And uh, just an incredible season for sure. Man, Tim, I, you know, I'll tell you right now, that was a fun season to watch. And especially going into the playoffs that year. Do you remember that playoff game? The wild card round? 2004? Yeah. Actually... So so that year, if I'm not mistaken, I'm looking at all this, and so I'm looking at these stats here for the 2004 Minnesota Vikings. You know, the Vikings, you know, finished the season, the 2004 season, going 3-7 and over the, the, the final 10 weeks. I believe, yeah. Didn't they start uh, five and zero, and then just kind of uh, melted down? Right. So the Vikings finished three and seven over the final ten weeks, just like they did the in, in two thousand three. But they made the playoffs with an eight and eight record. Good enough. And, and again, even even Dante Culpepper had four thousand seven hundred seventeen passing yards and thirty nine passing touchdowns. Amazing. And but they were eight and eight. You wouldn't think for me. Personally, Tim, I wouldn't think a 
MVP style quarterback level quarterback that your team would be only eight and eight yeah i think that goes into a lot into the consideration when they make the mvp decision is how good your team is that's true that's true so that year tim that was uh the year that the packer packers excuse me had won the division they were 10 and 6 tim they were 10 and 6 and they win the division they beat minnesota both games both times we played them tim so what does that mean we play them in the wild card. We're going to Lambeau. And I'm thinking, as a fan, we're done. We're done. No, I didn't think we had a chance. Oh, so you were believing. You were believing in your team. Game time, 3.35 p.m. It was 26 degrees in January. Beautiful weather. No, correction. I was not believing in my no, team. Oh, see? Now you're being realistic, Tim. Yes. And so that was the year. Yes, we had Randy Moss. And I remember Randy Moss. Ross Moss. Randy Moss. Our friend Randy Moss. Having this, this he had his hair out. He had an afro. It was great. It was awesome, and he was just and I, in his glory. I'll point out the receiving core was named Afros, which stood for America's finest receivers on Sunday. Oh, because they all they they all had the hair out, and it was it was pretty cool. So you backer Packer fans. You're going into this. You're thinking 3-0 against the, the Vikings that year, right? First quarter, Minnesota's up 17-3. But you know Minnesota, you know Green Bay is going to come back. And you know our defense for years has been questionable. So the second quarter, of course, uh, the total score 7-7 in the second quarter, of course. So, you know, the touchdowns are equal in the second quarter. Third quarter, guess what? Nobody scores. And Minnesota comes out victorious, 31-17, but there was a key play. Remember that key play in that game? No, how could we forget? This is probably a uh, highlight of uh, being a fan. Uh, you got Dante Culpepper. I believe the Vikings at the time are up maybe 7, possibly 10. A little over, yeah, a little over 10. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, here comes your dagger. Oh, yes. I believe Randy Moss is being covered by Al Harris. Yes, it was Al Harris, Harris. yes. Al Harris uh, gets past him in the snow, catches the pass. We're, we're moving on. We're moving on. And and he moons the crowd. And he moons the crowd, and Joe Buck is absolutely disgusted. Oh, yes. But Troy Aikman says, but by the way, let's get back to the play. Yes. I credit to Troy Aikman. And, you know, I, I don't think Joe Buck was actually disgusted. I think he was playing to the the uh, the, the elder generations that watched the game. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair you enough. know, with his dad being an announcer, too, as well, right? But uh, that's, that's baseball. His dad did baseball. That's right. That's baseball. This True. is the gridiron. We this have is the, we have a lot more passion. This is Lambeau Field. Anything goes. Anything well, goes. I mean, you know, yeah. I'm sorry to cut you off. You're Justin. fine. You know why Randy Moss did that? Is because every time the Vikings would leave Lambeau Field, Packer fans would moon them. Oh, that's right. So they'd be on the bus leaving, you know, for years now, and then the fans would, you know. Yeah, it would, it would would shoot him the moon, and uh, that was kind of his retaliation. For you know, that. for me personally, as a Vikings fan, if Minnesota ever goes into Green Bay and wins, uh, that to me is is that really makes up for a lot of the the heartache during the year. If Minnesota can beat Green Bay in Green Bay like they did this year, right? Uh, that to me is glorious, and yeah. I and I take those memories to heart. I do, and. Uh... You know, it's always tough when you're watching a Viking Packer game with a Packer uh, fan who's a friend of yours. Right. Oh, yes. Because you like them, but and you're good friends, but you still want to see the Packers lose. <laughs> right. Well, of course. My dad is a Lions fan, and my stepmom's a Packer fan. Of course, they've had to watch the game many times in separate rooms. But <laughs> nine out of ten times, that Vikings, that the Packer fan's going to be victorious. We're talking about the Lions. Sorry, Lions fans. But we're not talking about the Lions. We're talking about the Vikings. So, so that year, then they go. Then unfortunately, Tim, they go next week. The week after that, they go to the divisional round at Philadelphia, and you know they they had some competition in the beginning, but they lose twenty-seven to fourteen. Of course, uh, they fall, and uh, 
Pete Morelli was the ref for that game. So I'm not really sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but nevertheless, you can never blame the refs, right, Tim, for the game? I believe we'll get into Pete Morelli a little later. Oh, okay. (laughs) Right. So, Tim, we we go into um, the next year, and I think this year, the 2005 season, was kind of a tough year for Minnesota. Culpepper goes down, right? Yes, against the uh, Panthers. It was against the Panthers. A horrible knee injury. If you watch the replay, which I don't encourage you to do, but it was um, just an ugly break. You knew as as soon as you saw it that it was going to be probably a, a season ender. For sure, definitely, definitely upsetting to to see that type of stuff happen. You know, you don't want any, you know, you don't want anybody going out. You know, I remember a game against the the Packers once, and Aaron Rodgers going out. And of course, you 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 want to eliminate that type of level to help your team, but you never want to see it on a level where somebody gets hurt, right? Exactly. Yeah. So we, you know, we're 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 humans, my friends. We're not we're not animals. No, right. we are not the uh, 2009 Saints. Right, we also... we're not. We're not bounty gators. No, we'll get into that. Too. So, so you know, I like a good boat ride, Tim. Love a good boat ride. Love a good boat ride. Uh, I have no boat, so usually when I take a boat ride, it's uh, it's in the Dells, <laughs> the Wisconsin Dells. Anyways, um, which I do advise to go on the Upper Dells boat tour, by the way. But nevertheless, Tim, we go into Lake Minnetonka. Yes. What happened that year, Tim? Uh, well, I will say that there is, if you go to the new Viking Stadium, they have a bunch of bricks. And uh, someone with dedications, you know, like uh, Ron and John and Sally, love the team forever. Right. Hundreds of bricks. You right. could, uh, at the beginning or when they were creating the stadium, you could put in some money to get your brick and uh one brick says to my love the minnetonka queen (laughs) which could be a coincidence but it also might be the name of the boat that became famous in the love boat scandal oh yeah Um, some pretty popular players were on the pretty uh uh key players were on this boat and smooth (laughs) smooth I believe Fred Smoot was the ringleader. And uh, we won't go into details right. because this is a family show. Yeah, we try to be, you know. Yeah. And, um, yeah, not a great way to start the season. I believe it happened around week five, maybe during a, a bye week. But, um, yeah, it's um, it's hard to believe they thought they could get away with it. You definitely could not get away with it in 2021 with all the cameras and cell phone uh, videos. Um but, um, yeah, not a great season. No, it's definitely a season that you, you know the Vikings were uh, in trouble. You know, they did finish that season 9-7, and seven, uh, uh, second in the NFC North. But, again, they did not qualify for the playoffs. That was just not good enough. Right. You know, we did have um, – well, I won't even mention Darren Sharper's name. Whoops. Uh, free safety. Uh, Darren Sharper was uh, the pro bowler that year along with uh, Kareen Robinson. Oh, my gosh. I haven't heard that name for a while. Holy cow. What was the name? Kareen Robinson. Remember him? It's a kick returner. Vaguely. Well, he was a pro bowler that year. He must have returned a few for uh, touchdowns. I, I guess if, if Tim's not remembering a former pro bowler in the year of 2005, you know it was a bad season. <laughs> So we move on from the 2005 season. Tim, by the way, let me let me just give you a little trivia. Tim, what was our? What do you think our record that year was? Or not record? What do you think our worst loss that year was? That's what I meant to ask. In 2005. Yeah, just take a guess, quick guess. Like how much we lost by? Yeah. Uh, let's say 42. So the worst loss that year in 2005 was uh, was to the Saints. No, not to the Saints. I'm sorry. The worst loss, Tim, was to the uh, Ravens, uh, which wasn't that bad. We actually didn't lose. You know, Tim, when you think about it, you look at all these games. We didn't lose. Actually, we lost against the Bears that year, 3-28. to But when you think about it, Minnesota didn't really lose by these large margins. So you think this 2005 season was a tough season because of the Love Boat incident. Um, and remind me, I'll insert some Love Boat music if I don't remember that. But it wasn't that bad. Do you, do you recall who replaced Dante Culpepper? You know, I want to say that 
I want to say that uh, Brad Johnson came in. That would be the guess. I think Brad Johnson. I like Brad Johnson. I always thought he was underrated. I thought he was he was a conservative quarterback. He didn't yeah. really make long, deep passes. Uh, a man from the South, right? He, I think he was from um, some Florida college. Sure. Um, and again, I'm, I'm not getting paid to do all these statistical things. I believe he was properly rated, for the record. I think he was. I think he was. <laughs> but I, I always liked him. I remember he had two stints with the Vikings. He right. was with the Vikings in uh, the mid-'90s, maybe the late-'90s, uh, somewhere around there, and then back in after Culpepper. Yeah, Culpepper... You're right. He wasn't the same after an injury. I think with any athlete, you're not going to be the same after a major um, injury like that, Tim. For sure. Um, and Brad Johnson, of course, did go on to win a Super Bowl. So He did. Um, we will not uh, talk trash about Brad Johnson. No, he actually, yeah, he won it with the uh, 2002 Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I believe. I believe so, yeah. Yeah, so he, he came in with this experience under his helm. And so we, you know, we're, we're moving on from the love boat, right? The boat is 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 out of the water, uh, parked. I don't know if do you actually park a boat, Tim? I don't think you do. I believe uh, you, you uh, dock it. Yes, you, you put it on a trailer and you bring it out of the water. Yeah, yeah. So 2006 to 2008, you know, kind of an interesting uh, few years. But what do you think right away was the big thing coming out of those years? It's got to be AP. AP all AP. day, baby. Adrian Peterson, man. When 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 Adrian Peterson his rookie year, he played against. I guess his, I I know his highest yardage in a game was that year against the uh, Chargers, and that was a fun game to watch. I remember watching that with a, a friend of mine, Travis. And Travis wasn't a big Vikings fan. He was a big football fan. And, you know, he just wants wanted to watch sports, and he was like, "This guy has got a future. I should be a Vikings fan." Uh, he didn't sign up to be a Vikings fan, but he, he really enjoyed watching Adrian Peterson. What was your fondest memory of him? Uh, I, I want to say the Chargers game. I also want to say the game, uh, I believe it was maybe 2012. Yep. When Christian Ponder was the quarterback and they needed to win. They needed to beat the Packers to get into the playoffs. They did. And uh, he came up eight, maybe eight yards, 12 yards short of the record. Um, that, that was a pretty memorable game. I remember watching it with you, Dustin. Yeah, I know our friend Evan was there. Uh, maybe Matt was there. I remember that was a bunch of people watching that game. And especially if you're, you're watching it again against a team called the Packers. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's all the more fun when you're in a lively environment. Watch oh my game. goodness especially with, in the state of minnesota yeah with a ton of people that are just you know the people are having a couple drinks maybe and uh, you know people are excited they're cheering um, right nothing beats being actually at the game but you know watching in a fine establishment right. you know not uh not a bad way to spend a sunday well tim you know speaking of ap i saw a picture because i do follow uh, adrian peterson on social media and uh, he was uh, with his two boys tonight at Texas Roadhouse. Uh, where? <laughs> I'm assuming somewhere in Texas. In Texas? Even yeah. though we have Texas Roadhouses all over the country, I mean, I, it, it, the environment looked like Texas Roadhouse. Um, so good for Adrian Peterson. And Adrian Peterson does want to, I mean, he wants to play for the Bucks next year, he said. I'm sure Tom Brady would probably. Well, actually, Leonard Fournette is, he was killing it. He was, he was. You know, Adrian Peterson brought some great memories to Minnesota. My question to you, Tim, do you think he's a future Hall of Famer? Oh, no question. First no question. ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, first ballot. Uh, despite, you know, some some things in his personal life, and we won't get into that, but I I will just say that was very disappointing as a, as a fan. But, right, uh, right. I understand. But uh, uh, on the field, just an incredible player. He was. He um, was still putting up numbers which yeah. is incredible most running backs they're you know they're they're pretty much done by age 28 even 29 right. 30 and uh, i believe he's he, well he's probably our age he's probably 35 or 36 and he's still putting on the pads and producing so uh, very incredible i think i just read some, somewhere the average age right is like to play is, is 26 so to go beyond that year is is you're you're defeating some odds 
Yeah, just an incredible athlete, insane athlete. You know, 08, you know, we had Christian Ponder. And again, I think Christian Ponder came in. Well, you know, we had Tavarius Jackson. We had we had Christian Ponder. These pieces that, you know, you think you're going to have these quarterbacks. They're going to just do great things. And again, we're in a struggle. The Vikings are in a struggle to find their, their quarterback. Dante yeah. Culpepper was the last one, really, that had some sort of consistency. Mm-hmm. So what do you think their missing piece was? Uh, well, the... The missing piece was Brett Favre. Oh, oh, because yes. Talk about 07, 08. Um, they weren't bad teams. They had a decent defense. Right. Um, you had uh, Adrian Peterson just crushing it. Right. But you needed that quarterback position. You know, after all these years, you know, we, we you got Brad Childress coming in, right? I think you had Leslie Frazier. Well, I think Leslie Frazier came after, right? Yeah, along yeah. with Ponder. They were a little late. So, yeah, I do apologize. But, you know, the point of this podcast is just to have a good conversation about the Vikings, right? Uh, we're not on uh, any network. Yet. Well, not yet. But we're not reading this some sort of teleprompter. Uh, but we're just passionate about the game, and hopefully you can relate, too. So, biggest thing is, you said there's a missing piece. You know, you don't think in a million years that... Your biggest rival, Brett Favre, who I despised for how many years, destroying the Vikings in all these games, would come to Minnesota. I was living in Wyoming, the state of Wyoming. I remember breaking news. You know, you see these reports like, oh, Brett Favre might come to Vikings. I'm thinking, there's no way he's coming to the Vikings. Why would he come to his biggest rival? I remember watching that plane land. That was glorious. I think I, uh, I think I took the day off early. <laughs> What did you think about that when Brett Favre came? Well, you know, you know the way you uh, set it up that the Vikings were his greatest rival. To him, he was being pushed out by the Packers. Right. How do I stick it to the Packers? Well, I'm going to join the Vikings. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? And they had a good team. I, and like we said, they were missing that final piece. Right. And that was him. You know, that's the thing is when he came and he, he met Brad Childress off the private jet and touring the facility, I just had this feeling over me. Uh, and that feeling was that I forgave the 98 team that year. <laughs> <laughs> I knew our day was coming, Tim. I was, I was buying stock. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. But I was, I was feeling so, so much promise. And that year was another... Honestly, I, I, it brought back memories of the 98 year, even yeah. though I was I was older, obviously, and I didn't really comprehend when I was younger so much. But we started off so well, and we did well all year. And yeah. you, and it just it was fun to watch with friends, and I'm thinking to myself, is this the year that we're going to make it to the big game? We're going to be able to celebrate? I'm going to be able to have celebratory drinks with my friends? And... They beat the Packers twice that year. Those are those are fun games. Yeah, definitely. Um, Favre going into Lambeau in a Vikings uniform uh, definitely must have been rough for a lot of Packer fans. Which you know, yeah. Maybe we don't win Super Bowls, but if the Packer fans are having a little uncomfortable situations, you know, that's the next best thing. Yeah. <laughs> and again, I I have a ton of really good friends who are Packer fans and it's nothing personal it's just you're a rival and we, well of course you're a rival you, you can't you, yeah exactly that's competition I mean when I go on the field as a coach a lot of the girls that I coach man they're 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 friends with the girls on the opposite side of the field mm-hmm. but guess what it's game time and they're going to play and you know the thing is these players I know for a fact they they have to be they enjoy that competition they, Brett wants to be able to play against an old teammate and say, guess what? I may be old, but I'm going to be able to get that ball past you. I'm, I'm going to be able to read you in your defense. So they beat the Packers twice. Glorious moments. I remember a family member actually being very upset. Like It was like she was disappointed in Brett, like she knew him personally. <laughs> <laughs> like, I am disappointed in you, and you should go to your room right now for joining the Vikings. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Um, the Cowboys game. Yes. That was the divisional round. Because they, 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 they had a first-round bye that year. Right. 
They get to the Cowboys game. Remember that game? What were the highlights of that game? Uh, I believe uh, Favre played uh, Lights Out. I remember watching that game in San Francisco because I was visiting my sister who lived out there at the time, um, watching it at a establishment. And, oh, yeah. Uh, some guy walks in with a Tony Romo jersey. Oh. So, you know, we're polite. It's San Francisco. It's a pretty chill town. But uh, Favre and the Vikings score a final touchdown to put him up by, like, maybe 20 or 24. And he seemed to get a little upset, the Romo guy. Oh. Thinking we were running up the score. But, um, <laughs> I, you know, that, that, that was... That was great. 